Hello, hello, hello. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for the latest and greatest edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alex for his weekly contribution, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all episodes, uh, whether we are talking about a football, football, or generally football. You can see a what we, what uh, Alex and I do, and also check out the Big D podcasts on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, joining me for his weekly contribution, and after another Miami Dolphin win and a rare win over me yesterday, and all friendly head-to-head matchup. Here's Alex. What's up, Dylan? Yes, yes. Another, another, I love, that's a great introduction. I appreciate that, Dylan. Uh, three Miami Dolphins wins in a row. You love to see it. Uh, wish we could have had this pace at the beginning of the year, but better late than never, I guess. And uh, yes, another, another little DraftKings dub over, over the big D. So uh, happy with that one. You know, I had, I, my pump plays are not working out, man. I keep thinking I'm, I'm picking these little gems that uh, are, Two thousand bucks. Marcus Johnson held without a catch last night or yesterday, but well, he you know, well, he well, uh, he was certain early in the game. Yeah, that's that's true. But you know, it doesn't matter. The rest of the team pulled it pulled through for me, so uh, we'll take the win and we'll move on to next week. Let just let just say um, yesterday's DK lineup might have been the worst I've ever I've ever seen. I mean, the in the DK Millionaire, John and Taylor won won the uh, Millionaire, but uh, some of the uh, lineup, some the lineup construction for that was the oddest I have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, Miles Sanders was in the uh, winning Millionaire entry. Unbelievable. I mean, and he fumbled. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a strange NFL season, man. It's it's it, it's fantasy's hard this year. Weekly pick'em is nearly impossible this year with all the upsets. Daily is impossible. I mean, you never know. It seems like everyone's getting hurt this year. So you think you got a good team, and then half your half your lineup in DFS ends up getting hurt in the first quarter. So it's just this has been one of the most unpredictable NFL seasons I can remember in my entire lifetime, to be honest. I mean, Tommy Tremble was in the DK Millionaire and. Lineup yesterday at point at zero point one percent. I mean, it's just that guy knew what he was doing. I don't know if he's got some inside information or something, but he, I mean, just made a lot of money. So congrats to him. <laughs> yeah, and you know who else made a lot of money on Sunday Night Football last night? Well, in the future, his Chargers second year saw Justin Herbert. Yeah. You know, Justin, Justin Herbert, I, there's not much else you can say about this kid other than second-year star. I mean, it hurts to talk about him, uh, just uh, knowing the, uh, the what, what there could be. But honestly, even if Justin Tucker – Justin Tucker, oh, my gosh. Justin Herbert came to Miami instead of two, I'm not even necessarily sure he'd be doing the same thing as he's doing in, uh, in L.A. I mean, he could be. The kid's, the kid's a baller, but – you know, it's everything works out the way it does for a reason. So he's, I mean, the Chargers have a good one with him. I don't think they've got a good one. I think they've got a great one. Yeah. I mean, I mean look what he did last night 30 of 41, 382, three, 
passing touchdowns, and then ran the ball nine times for 90 yards. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, he showed, he showed Ben, Ro- obviously Ben Roethlisberger is coming down to the end of his career. There's been retirement talks in the offseason, I think the last two years coming out of Ben's camp. And uh, the young kid definitely showed the experienced vet what was up last night. I mean, close football game. It was an exciting game. I mean, that Mike, that Mike Williams bomb late um, really solidified the win for, for L.A. But, I mean, honestly, it was the, awesome, it was the Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler show in, in <laughs> L.A. So, I mean, Austin Eckler, 11 for 50 rushing. But, you know, as a, he's probably – him and Alvin Kamara are probably the two running backs that – you're not really looking at the rushing numbers when you're talking about their uh, when you're talking about them post game. I mean, six for 65, uh, seven targets in the passing game for Austin Eckler. So he's uh, you know he's he's one of the best PPR backs in fantasy, and he's one of the best pa- best pass catching backs in the NFL. So yeah, I'm sure he helped a lot of people's fantasy teams last night, and uh, he definitely helped the Chargers last night as well. I think I'd throw in Christian McCaffrey as a right. scat bat, but the, that's just a way for another day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, how about Deontay Johnson last night? Seven buckle one and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that Pittsburgh Steelers receiver room has been strange, strange revolving door, it seems like, this season. I mean, Chase Claypool's had a couple big games. Deontay Johnson, you know, he's been – in and out so it's kind of it's hard it's been hard for him to really get a rhythm but um you know he, he he showed up last night I mean someone had to show up for Pittsburgh it always seems like one of those guys it's either I mean Claypool or Deontay Johnson even James Washington sometimes uh they're Pat Freermuth I mean their tight end he's been he's been a, an underrated tight end this season uh he's been getting a lot of love so it's just it's I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting at five four and one obviously they had the the tie against Detroit last year, which was or last year, last week, which was, I mean, unexpected, but also, I mean, that was just an ugly football game all around. But, you know, it, they came up against a, a dangerous Chargers team and Justin Herbert played like he had something to prove last night. So, um, you know, unfortunate for Pittsburgh, but well done by uh, L.A. Chargers and the Justin Herbert crew. Yeah, at least the Chargers could win a road, well, road, a home game where most of the fans were rooting for the other team. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the case in, uh, in those LA games. I mean, the chargers, uh, it, it, it's such a populated city. And I mean, the chargers, obviously they moved out of San Diego for a reason. I mean, the fan base wasn't the strongest over there. So, um, you know, it, it, those stadiums, I mean, every time Miami goes to play the chargers in LA, it seems like it's more dolphins fans and fans and chargers fans, but you know, Hey, I mean, they, they, it doesn't matter if your team's winning, so. I mean, don't remind me, because yesterday in Jacksonville, it sounded more like Santa Clara than Duval County. I mean, how did all the 49er fans populate the stadium? I don't know. That's a long trip from San Francisco to uh, Jacksonville. But, I mean, you know, your Jaguars let me down. I need that, I need that San Francisco first-round pick to be as good as possible. So I was really rooting for you guys yesterday, but. Well, that's what happens when you're on the field the whole freaking first quarter. I mean, you saw, I mean, that, what was it, a 20, 21-play drive that took 13 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you can't win the, you can't win a football game if you let, if you let the other team control the ball for 13 minutes on one drive. I mean, that's just, that's just asking for trouble. 
but I mean, there was, there was a couple really good. I mean, we, we talk about the unpredictability of the NFL season. I mean, how about Indianapolis and Buffalo? I mean, obviously uh, the Colts have some talent and obviously the bills have some talent, but I mean, the, the Colts have been up and down all season Buffalo. This was supposed to be the year that they're really stepping up in the AFC and they've had a couple questionable losses this season. I've obviously won to uh, a team that you know very well, but I mean, the only thing we can say about this game is it is the Jonathan Taylor show in Indianapolis and even in the entire NFL. I mean, he's, he's got, he's the number one running back in the NFL without a question this season. And he is just carrying those Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, let's see. He didn't, let's see. He didn't score one touchdown or two or three or four, but five touchdowns, four on the ground and one through the year. And by the way, uh, my, by the way, in one of my head-to-head contests, my opponent, Kelly and Phoenix, yeah, Kelly and Phoenix, a huge down and tail, and I'm like, oh, you get, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I mean, anyone going up against Jonathan Taylor in fantasy or daily fantasy, you you pretty much shot. It was like the Alvin Kamara Christmas game last year. I mean, it it just it it's there's no there's no coming back from that. I mean, my buddy had Jonathan Taylor. He shows me the fifty point three points or whatever he got for him. I mean, when you're talking fantasy and you and you see a player you're going up against have a day like that, you're just looking up. You're looking up your matchups for next week and checking your bye weeks for next week because. It's, it's tough to come back from a game like that. And he gets to – and by the way, for John and Taylor fantasy owners, he gets the Tampa Bay Bucks. So maybe so uh, you go from Josh Allen to Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should have saved some of those touchdowns for next week because that rushing defense in Tampa is not something to mess around with. But, uh, no. By the way, the biggest storyline from that game in uh, Orchard Park yesterday might not be John and Taylor scoring five. Touchdowns, but the Buffalo Bills stinking up the joint again. Yeah, I mean four yeah. turnovers. That's sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's that's the biggest thing. Looking at the stats for me is, I mean, you, you turn the ball over four times, especially when when Indianapolis didn't turn over a single time. It, it, it's it, you got a one percent to a zero percent chance of winning a football game if you do that, and um, it, that definitely was was the case for uh, Buffalo yesterday. I mean, what's I mean, Carson Wentz completed eleven passes yesterday. Simple. Yeah, I mean, and, and the Colts put up forty-one points. Yeah, and that's the thing about Carson Wentz. I mean, obviously, you know he's not the consistent guy that you that you hope you have in the starting in, in the at the starting quarterback position. But when you've got a running back like Jason Taylor, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, Jason it's Taylor. Yes. I didn't. I didn't think he ran the ball. Did I say Jason? I've been making. I've been making work. Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, when you got a running back like Jonathan Taylor, it doesn't matter. I mean, Carson. Carson once he throws eleven completed passes, twenty total, and they win forty-one to fifteen against supposedly one of the best teams in the leagues, or the at least the AFC. I mean. Carson, it, it just shows that if you have a dominating run game and you control the clock. I mean, Indianapolis had 37 minutes to Buffalo's 22 minutes on offense. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to win a game if you can't score, if you can't be on the field. And uh, fortunately for the Colts, they were on the field on the majority of the game and uh, they were able to kill that clock and, and score some points. So 
if you're killing the clock, you're keeping the ball and you're putting the ball in the end zone, that's that's the key to success right there. By the way, what's up with Josh Allen? Because he's gone inconsistent. I mean, last week he was great against the Jets, but everybody's great against the Jets. And then yesterday, bleh. Yeah, I mean. He did 21-35-209 with two picks and 41 QBL. Yeah. It's it's not great from Josh Allen. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily something that the Bills need to be super concerned about. Obviously, I mean, you know, you know Josh Allen's a stud. You know he's going to be winning you some football games. He's got to work on that consistency. I think the biggest problem for the Buffalo Bills is the run game. I mean, you've got you've got a rotation of, of Matt Breida has been stepping up lately. So you add him into the mix with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. It doesn't really seem like they have a guy that can stand up and take control of that running back room and. You know, a lot of teams are going running back by committee, but that's when, I mean, you've got to have, you've got to have each guy contributing a, a, a good amount to that running game. I mean, Matt Breida had a five for 51 day. I mean, that's okay. It's a 10 yard average, which is nice. But I mean, you look at uh, Josh Allen's your second leading rusher with 18 yards, Devin Singletary three for 17 and Zach Moss three for five. I mean, if you, if you're, if you're a one dimensional team, I mean, Josh Allen threw the ball 35 times that's 15 times more than Carson Wentz threw the ball. I mean, if you're a one dimensional team, teams will lock down on teams are going to start locking down on stuff on digs. They have, and they would, and they're going to continue to do that. I mean, digs had, what did he even do yesterday? Four for 23. I mean, he got the two touchdowns, which is great for them, but I mean, if they, their number two receiver, number three receiver. I mean, you got Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, you got Cole Beasley. I mean, they're all decent guys, but I mean, they're not going to take control of a game like Stefan Diggs does. So if you can shut down Diggs and you shut down and you can shut down Josh Allen in that passing game, I don't think their run game is, is dominating enough to really uh, keep the ball in, in their possession and win them football games. So it's either Josh Allen showing up and balling out or you might get some, you might run into some trouble if you're in Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, speaking of trouble, what the heck happened in the Houston Texans Tennessee Titan game? Because that might have been just as big, if not a bigger, the bigger shock. And then Buffalo and my Jags being the Bills a couple of weeks ago. Because yeah. the Tennessee Titans are coming into the game as the hottest team being like every playoff team from last year. And the Texans just won? No. You know, Tyrod Taylor did did to uh, Indianapolis what I thought he was going to do against Miami. I mean, he didn't have a huge game running the ball, but he got the he, – he, he ran the ball when it counted. He, got, he ran in the end zone two times. I mean, the biggest storyline about that game is just a Ryan Tannehill disaster. I mean – Obviously, as a Miami Dolphins fan, I've seen it before. You know, Ryan Tannehill, he's got a lot of talent. He can have some really good games. But every once in a while, he's going to have some stinkers. And yesterday was definitely a stinker. I mean, the biggest knock we had on Tannehill in Miami was his pocket presence. I mean, it just it seems like his blinds, he's just got no awareness of blindside pressure. He doesn't really move in the pocket too effectively. He's decent, he's decent on the ground and mobile when he senses that pressure. He, he is pretty good at getting out of it. But, um, you know, it's just some bad throws, some bad decisions. I mean, he threw, what, four interceptions yesterday. I think that was the first game in, in his NFL career with four, four interceptions. I mean, you know, you know Ryan Tannehill was um, apologizing to his teammates in the locker room after that game because that game, I mean, that was all on him, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, look at look at 
to his weapons room because Derrick Henry was entirely allowed. Uh, A.J. Brown didn't really play much in the game, so it was basically... <laughs> so it was basically Brian Tannehill throwing the... I don't even... To uh, Westbrook Ryan was yeah. Tennessee's leading receiver, seven catches, a buckle seven... Hell, you caught eight passes, Fitzpatrick. I mean, who are these guys? This looks like a preseason roster. You know, I mean, with obviously losing Derrick Henry, that that team needed some answers. And and A.J. Brown getting banged up with injuries is not what the Tennessee Titans need. Because like you said, I mean, Julio Jones is already on IR. So you're you're throwing the ball to guys that we've never heard of. I mean, obviously, Westbrook Kine. He's, he's had a couple stand-in performances this, this season. They've uh, asked him to uh, step up in the uh, Julio Jones absence and with A.J. Brown being a little banged up. So he's been an okay guy. But, yeah, Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rogers, I mean, you're looking at these guys and you're, you're really hoping that, that either Derrick Henry can come back soon, Julio Jones can come back soon, even though he hasn't been very productive when he's been on the field this year. But, I mean, when – the Tennessee Titans, I think everyone knew that Der- the Tennessee Titans ran through Derrick Henry, and losing him was a major, major uh, – uh, left a major impact to that Titans team. So they've got to start figuring out how to get these extra guys to step up. they got to really help out the quarterback, and, uh, you know, they need Adrian Peterson. I mean, who would have thought that Adrian Peterson would be the leading rusher for uh, the Tennessee Titans in week 11 of the NFL season in 2021? But – you know, I mean, he's a very similar style back to Derrick Henry. Obviously, he's more power back, and uh, he doesn't have the speed he quite had back when he was in his prime. But um, Tennessee t- Titans have some problems, and they're going to start to need some uh, solutions to those problems coming up. Because, like we talked about last week, this is the stretch. I mean, this is the playoff stretch where you got to win these games and you got to solidify your uh, your uh, your seed in the playoffs. Because you don't want to be going up to Buffalo or going up to. I mean, although. I, the AFC, I mean, the AFC is a disaster this year, but you don't want to be playing in Kansas City. You don't want to, you don't want to be playing in Buffalo with these rowdy fans, these cold environments. I mean, home playoff games are huge, uh, especially in this AFC. So, Heck, you probably wouldn't want to be playing New England, which is where the Titans will be next week. Yeah, I mean, how about the New England Patriots? I mean, I do apologize. I do have a parrot um, in my house, so you might be hearing him in the background, but he's he's a little talkative right now. But uh, yeah, he, yeah uh, he's, he's a little animated from yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he likes NFL. He's trying to contribute to us. He's a big dolphin, now, but um, there's the whistles. But um, you know, like you like you said, I mean, New England's I, it's Bill it's a Bill Belichick football team. Obviously, Mac Jones has been stepping up, and uh, he might he seems like he's the successor to Tom Brady that the New England Patriots were hoping for. But um, you know, it, who knows this AFC East race? I mean, Miami's Miami's still in it just because of the fact that Buffalo has been dropping games. I mean, we still have to play New England once. I mean, this it's just a crazy NFL season. The AFC has been crazy. The NFC has been crazy. I can't wait for the rest of this season, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. So you know what the you know what Thursday is? Thursday is Turkey Day, baby. Thanksgiving. Yeah, so uh, I figured we'd start a little bit of Thanksgiving chat here, uh, Alex. Uh, name me one player. Doesn't have. Name me one player you're excited to watch on Thanksgiving. One player that I am excited to watch. Well, I'm hoping 
the player that I'm excited to watch will be Alvin Kamara, mainly because of my fantasy teams. But, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara likes to show up on holidays. We all know that. We know that very well. So if he comes back from that injury, I think that New Orleans Saints-Buffalo game is going to be a fun one, especially Buffalo's troubles. I mean, the Saints uh, lost a, a tough one to Philadelphia this week, so they've got a bounce-back game due, and they really need their star running back to come back. Um, so I'm definitely hoping that Alvin Kamara returns for, uh, for Thursday. I'm really hoping Alvin, Alvin Kamara returns for Thursday. And uh, I would definitely be excited to watch him. I'm about to move because... Um, to be honest, mine's an easy choice. It's DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And not just because of the name. It's uh, the Detroit Lions have have long wanted a Barry Sanders successor, and I think DeAndre Swift's pretty dang close. He, he is so much fun to watch. Did you see his long touchdown against the Browns yesterday? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Can, give DeAndre Swift a half-decent quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe a wide receiver, too. Look out. I mean, we know the Detroit Lions need a lot of help, but running back help is not one they need because they've got a stud in, the, in uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean, the man's got wheels. And uh, he, like you said, him and Jonathan Taylor might be the two most fun running backs to watch right now in the NFL. It, and, and just think, the Kansas City Chiefs could have drafted both those guys. In Miami Dolphins too. I've been seeing a lot of uh, been seeing a lot of running backs. They've been having great years that I remember thinking, "Oh man, I wanted the Dolphins to draft him." But you know, I mean, like, it's a great player to watch. I mean, who knows? I mean, we, everyone knows that the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving, and they've been looking for their first win. They got their tie, uh, so maybe the DeAndre Swift show, the DeAndre Swift show, uh, shows up on Thanksgiving. They knock off the Browns for that first win of the season. I mean. It wouldn't, I wouldn't you mean, I, the, I, I, mean the Bears. What did I say? You said the Browns. Oh, the Bears. The Lions yeah. play the Bears. I was looking at the ESPN app too when I said it. So I was looking at the Bears logo. I don't even know how I said the Browns, but uh, I mean I, I'm picking Detroit this Thursday. I don't know about I don't know about everyone else, but uh, I think that this is definitely gonna be the week that the uh, Detroit Lions get that first one of the season. It will definitely be the greatest quarterback matchup in Thanksgiving Day history with potentially Andy Dalton or Justin Fields if he can come back from his rim injury against either Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. I know. It's, I mean, welcome to the NFL in 2021, Dylan. I mean, it's just, it's been a wild ride and uh, we still got some more football to be played, thankfully. So, uh, I uh, can't wait for Thursday. I can't wait for the rest of the season. I got a question for you, Dylan. With Thanksgiving coming up, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I got to know. It's easy. You know me. I'm a sweet guy. Pumpkin pie, baby. Pumpkin pie. That's a good one. I like it. I mean, for me, man, I love some stuffing. My mom makes some really good uh, crescent rolls with some uh, garlic romulade inside of them. But give me the turkey. Give me the turkey leg. I like dark meat. I'm ready to I'm ready to chow down on Thursday. I can't wait. So then if you and I are in the same house and we'll find out who gets the turkey like. Oh, we might have to do a Thursday DraftKings edition for uh, <laughs> for it. But uh no, nah, I mean I, we'll see. Oh, we'll pull the wishbone and see who gets it. <laughs> wishbone. Yeah, man. I'll pull, I'll pie you in the face before that. <laughs> hey, as long as it's pumpkin pie, that's fine with me. 
Oh, it's, it won't be pumpkin pie. Yeah, you, you, you won't be wasting that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I'm not wasting my pumpkin pie on anyone. I don't blame you on that. But I can't wait for Thanksgiving football. I can't wait for Thanksgiving food. And uh, it's, it's the best time of the year. Yeah, yeah, food, family, and football. What else do we need? Nothing. <laughs> just, just need, maybe we just need Tony Romo commentating the Cowboy game. Oh, wait, he is. is yeah, that's going to be exciting. You know, I, obviously, Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys have had an up and down relationship. You know, he dropped the ball quite literally on a occasion or two for the Dallas Cowboys. Part of my pun, but, uh, you know, he's, he's had a, a reborn career after he's joined the commentating team for CBS. And uh, he's made a lot, a lot more fans, I think, commentating than he quite had playing football. So uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch him uh, call in this Cowboys game. Yeah. And by the way, and by the way, uh, for a brief little rant, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a sleep with all these injuries mm-hmm. and guys missing with like illnesses. COVID. Did you see who was starting for the Baltimore Ravens yesterday? I don't even remember his name, but I I, I know I know it wasn't Lamar Jackson. That's <laughs> Did you see who was starting for the Ravens yesterday? Uh, yes, I'm currently looking up his name because I literally forgot it. Um, he I know it got the dub. Huntley, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. Quarterback out of Utah. I mean, yeah, decent day. 26 of 36, 219. He got the win over the Bears. I mean, it's the Bears. You got to be at the Bears. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Bears are who we thought they were, and that's why we took the bleeping field. Yeah. You know it. God, come on, Chicago. Dang it. Just another instance, the weirdest NFL season I could remember. And did you see who was starting for the Detroit Lions yesterday? Tim Boyer, who, compl- who threw 12 touchdown passes in college for UConn and Eastern Kentucky. I don't know how he's got a job in the NFL. I think, I think one of his seasons he had one touchdown and like 11 interceptions in college. I mean, that man's got to have the best practice tape and the best uh, uh, just combine Something I don't know, but I mean, he made it. He's he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, so good for might him. Be, might be starting on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Lions fans are going to be hoping that uh, they get Jared Goff back. But um, not sure Jared Goff's any better though at this point of his career. That's true. You're right about that. I mean, I mean, goodness, it could be that could yeah, that could be. That could be the oddest quarterback match. And by the way, Colt McCoy won again yesterday. I know. I know. I mean, it's just these injuries. It, it's I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but there's something in the water. And we got so many of these guys getting hurt, and we've got so many football players coming out of the woodworks this year that it's like. I mean, I, I'm almost expecting Josh Rosen to step in for Tom Brady any minute now. I mean, we're we're just we're seeing anyone be able to take the field at this point. Yeah, let yourself Tom let yourself Josh Rosas and come into a 24-off game with a minute and a half left tonight. I hope not, because I need some I need some big Tom Brady numbers tonight for fantasy. So uh I'm definitely rooting for Brady to have a big game this year. Brady to Wait God all night. That's what I'm hoping for. 
wait a minute. I thought you I thought you hated Tom Brady. I hate him unless I've got him on my fantasy team and I'm losing, which is the case tonight. I need a lot of Tom Brady. I need a lot of Chris Godwin. I need nothing from Leonard Fournette tonight. So we shall see. Yes, we will see. So thanks for hopping on, Alex. I wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and uh, go eat all the turkey legs you want. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Dylan. Thanks for having me. And uh, can't wait for Thanksgiving. Can't wait for football Thursday, football Sunday. And I'll talk to you next week.